I think now we're good. We're recording now? Yes. Did I glitch out super hard? Because it seems to do that when I hit record. You did. And in that split second, I don't know if it's still you. What if <laughs> you were replaced by another Alex? Well, if I was, I wouldn't tell you. Um, complete, well, that's scary. Uh, and that, that makes me want to talk about one of the things I binged. Uh, so are we, are we jumping right in? We feel comfortable? Yeah. Sound checks are, are an in-person thing. I feel like. Yeah, I think you're right. Cause we just know it's working. Yeah, we know it's working right now and it's just. I don't know. There's something about being in person that makes the sound checks way funnier. And then they're just because they're difficult when we're apart. It's not fun. Right. I'm very excited for the day we can get back to normal and do our thing again, man. Dude, yes. Can't wait for that. Um, what are we doing here again and stuff? So this happens to be the Alex and Sterling watch stuff podcast. Yeah, this is where we watch, drink, review, watch different movies and TV shows, drink a bunch, and then review them for you guys. Hell yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, happy Cinco de Mayo, man. Yes, it's Cinco de Mayo today, and I'm drinking tequila because of that. I uh, I got a bunch of margaritas from our local place, our local watering hole. And uh, we crushed those before this one. And they, the way they do to go alcohol out here is so funny. They like do them in like plastic containers. Like not, they don't serve them in like. You can get to go alcohol. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like not just Oakland, but it's like everywhere now. What? Yeah. This is not a thing I knew about. Bro, it's awesome. Like we've been getting to go booze all over the place, and like going to the lake and drinking on the lake and. All, everyone we've talked to about it is like, we hope that everyone doesn't abuse this and isn't an asshole about it, so this can be the rule forever. Yeah, that's. I was about to say that. Like, I was talking with some other folks about, like, in times of crisis, laws and rules are changed, and then when the danger is gone, those rules remain, right? Usually in global history that's kind of been rules of more control where there's a threat things get strict the threat is gone and the the strictness remains but in this case i would love if that would stay where they're like hey so we're all stuck inside and we can only do to-go food so we're gonna do to-go margaritas and to-go alcohol and then this is all lifted and we're like well nobody said we had to stop so to-go beers yes dude and yeah. how sick would that be? Oh, God, I just... People would be fucking stoked. Like, just give us a reason to be excited. You know? Why Why take that yeah. away? I mean, there, no one on the news... You didn't even know it was a thing. So you know that people aren't abusing it. You know? Yeah, I had no idea. The only thing that indicated to me that it might be a thing, and I didn't think it was alcohol, is there's a... Uh, I guess it's a restaurant. I would call it a bar. <laughs> they serve food there, but it's mostly a bar right up the street from me. And there's a, it's like this dude's daughter, like drew the sign in crayon 
and it says food and drink to go basically letting people know that they're still open and they're still serving because it's like a very local place so it's like obviously they have patrons that probably want to help them you know stay alive and i figured like are people getting to go booze because that's really what they do it's a bar um probably so that's now that i know it's a thing it's probably what's going on and i see people like hanging out in their like you know they'll pull like their suvs up in the parking lot pop the back open and like sit and eat in the back like in the parking lot it's pretty funny they have drinks um next time you go anywhere for food and you know that they have alcohol ask like if you could get booze so i did that one time um but we were up in wine country like we just kind of wanted to get away um just kind of do something so we drove around wine country and just like in in this time period yeah yeah like two weeks ago or so um we were kind of in the middle of it and we drove around and then we stopped off at this famous place and we're like you know i hope they're open and we you know pull up and there's people waiting in line so we go we get some food and we got uh, i got a couple beers and she got uh like a half a bottle of wine and so we enjoyed that and was like this is theoretically to go like we're not sitting in the place yes it was cool that's it it's fucking sweet it feels it feels like i just love that level of freedom you know like europe does it all over the place and it's like it just felt fucking good and dude at 389 that bar we always go to yeah yeah they like converted their their window into like a pickup station so you like order your booze and then go pick it up there and they have like very specific looking mason jars and they're like so all of our drinks are ten dollars the mason jars are two dollars you can bring back your mason jar get your two dollars back or hang on to the mason jar and we'll give you the ten dollar drink every time with the mason jar and it's what awesome i'm sure there's people like in the midwest or other countries right now thinking ten dollar drinks what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) for oakland that's pretty good deal (laughs) yeah yeah oh my god um so we we've been like craving going back there and our let me think uh hopscotch that restaurant we went to the night after the crazy yacht night if you remember what i'm talking about i remember the crazy yacht night so the place we went to the morning of uh, is it the, that like corner bakery place no am i dumb uh it was like um they had like chicken and waffles and like a bunch of good different booze but those guys are serving a lot of strong drinks and their deal is great nice i really like them um but it was one of the more expensive meals i've purchased during our shelter in place so we're not going back there yeah can't do it cannot um dude so our our theme today our theme yeah walk us through it buddy what's happening what are we uh, doing today as i understand it the theme is uh binge worthy just riding riding that uh fucking train you know the shelter in place train what made you think that was the th- no i'm just kidding oh. <laughs> oh my god oh you killed me i just wanted to make uh, you doubt yourself that's all 
dude and i had i had a show i was going to talk about um since last week and then i immediately changed that i changed my focus last night i was like oh my god i have a totally different show i need to talk about so like i'll go over my first one super lightly and then i'll go over the second one way more nice so i really only have one thing to talk about um i'm really excited though because it looks fucking goddamn amazing and i haven't seen it yet dude it is it is amazing i won't spoiler it for you but here's here's what we can do you talk about your first minimal thing and then i'll talk about mine and then you talk about your other thing way more and then if anything else comes up we'll just kind of throw it in wow well done um okay so have you heard of devs on i think it's hulu yeah actually devs i don't know anything about it but that sounds familiar to me devs um so it's a show made by the same dude who made ex machina um so and it was so funny because we were like maybe towards the end of the first or second episode and i was like damn this feels like Katie had never seen Ex Machina, and I was like, this feels so much like this movie, Ex Machina. And she's like, it's funny you say that, because, like, one of my favorite people I follow on Instagram said that her favorite movie is Ex Machina, and she had to binge this show because it, the creator of Ex Machina made it. Um, I was like, oh, shit, so we're in for some crazy bullshit. Yeah. Like, get ready. Buckle up. And it it's the same vibe. It's like in a future like you can tell it's futuristic but it's not like an unattainable future there's not like flying cars and like robots and shit it's like um very very attainable and it feels very familiar because it's based in san francisco and what i'm assuming is like mountain view because the company that's like the premise of this show is like is like a google and it's this big like mega bajillion dollar conglomerate that you know brings in fleets of people and buses from san francisco to where i assume is at mountain view to this big ass campus just like typical silicon valley google facebook shit you know what i mean um but the first episode like there's you meet this girl and a guy and the most notable actor in this is nick offerman hell yeah he Oh my god, he plays his exact opposite from Parks and Rec. What? Like the the Ron Swanson would hate this person that he plays. <laughs> it's so crazy. Like he has long hair, he's super unkept, he wears like sandals, he's a hippie. He talks about like freedom of choice and like how I've, no one's limited to anything and like just super free flowing and Ron Swanson is not about that. Oh my god, that's it's, awesome. That's so funny to see him in that role. Um but it it starts out with this couple and they're li- they're living in San Francisco and they both happen to work at this crazy company called Amaya. Is it Amaya? Yeah, I think it, it's like Amaya. And they get there and this guy has like a crazy like project he's presenting to the the CEO of the company which is Nick Offerman and it's what it is is like predicting the future on like uh where like a, a little parasite is moving they're like with this algorithm and this algorithm i can tell you that this parasite is going to be 
doing these these movements and these formations and there and then he asks everyone in the room to leave except for the dude um nick offerman and he's like i want you to join devs i think you're ready for devs and he's like about to cry and he's like are you fucking serious and he's like uh yeah i think you're ready for it and devs is this like group this this like facility that's like off the beaten path of the campus it's like in the woods and it's incredibly secretive no one knows anyone who works for them what they do fucking anything um all they know is that it's like the it's like the area 51 like everybody knows about it but no one knows about it yeah it's like everybody knows it exists and they do crazy stuff but like that's it no one can really imagine what kind of crazy stuff is actually going on in there exactly dude that's amazing um so he gets in there and there's this crazy fucking ass facility where there's like a a supercomputer that's the most powerful computer ever created by man and to keep it safe everything in the facility is like floating on electromagnets so like the elevator isn't attached to cables it moves by floating across the fucking empty space and they're like, if anything happens, like, we just hit a button and this place just collapses. That's how it goes. Whoa. Yeah. And um, they're like, not even the fucking government knows about this shit. Like, this is ours. Um, and so he, he asks him what devs is about. He, like, goes over the ground rules. He's like, the rules are you can't enter here with anything. You can't leave with anything. Uh, obviously, like, no recording or you're instantly fired um and he went through this very crazy rigorous uh security screening like he was interviewed by this intimidating security guy he got thumbprints eyeball scans background check all this shit um and when he's finally in there he's like so what does actually devs do and nick offerman's like i'm gonna put up i'm gonna put you in your station and you start reading this code and you'll you'll know what it does and so he starts reading it and he like is like doing double takes and like rubbing his eyes. And he's like, it just shows him doing this montage of being like totally flabbergasted by what he's seeing. And then he runs to the bathroom and just vomits. What? And, yeah. And then he comes back and I didn't pick this up the first time, but Katie's way quicker than me. And he like is adjusting his watch. Like it, I thought he was like, like nervously messing with his watch because he's just kind of freaking out about what's going on but what he's doing is recording what's on the screen that he's seeing and he gets up and begins to leave and the head of security is out there waiting for him as well as nick offerman nick offerman's like i want you to know that all of this was foreseen and you were going to do it no matter what and i don't blame you for anything and i hope you don't blame me for anything and then the head of security fucking puts a bag over his head and suffocates him. Uh, lucky number 11 style. What? Yeah. Um, and, and then you're like, what the fuck is this place about? So what this, play, what this show is about is the girlfriend of that guy trying to blow this place up, trying to figure out what's going on and dismantle it. And then... Um, you just and then simultaneously seeing like what devs is and like the implications of what it is 
Like, do you do you care about spoilers? Of course not. Okay. So the the what it is is they found a way to basically project on a screen with a super highly calculated computer that can predict and analyze every fucking thing, like the motions of the air and like the decisions people made and the temperature and goddamn everything. So basically what they can project on the screen is like uh, anything from the future or past. So they like their big, their big first one was like putting Jesus on the thing. And they're like, we're fucking watching Jesus being crucified right now. We're the first people to ever see this aside from people 2000 years ago. What? Um, and then people were, it was, it was pretty mind blowing. And the reason why this show like didn't, end up being too great to me was because it started getting very strange and like like for lack of a better word too artsy like it would just do crazy like montages of like zooming in on flowers and seeing like the bee on the flower for like five minutes oh yeah like you know what i'm talking about you've seen movies and shows that do that and it started to do this more and more and more as the show got more and more intense and like there's some very cool scenes and very cool moments. And there's some really, really crazy and cool shit that happened. And I did like it a lot. But if it's kept the pace and style from the very beginning, I think it would have been amazing. Um, it was it sucked that it kind of dropped off or tapered off towards the end. That's interesting. I wonder why that is. Like, if somewhere along the way, like, something changed with the people involved whether they got more or less funding or whatever the case you know what i mean like why is there a basically a line in the sand of like this is really cool and then we hit a a point where it's it's just different kind of loses steam i don't know man i don't know like i they were I guess just like tampering with ideas that were really intense. And I, I personally don't have a creative mind enough to think of like what a better ending could have be, could have been. Um, but yeah, Katie and I, Katie dropped off pretty quickly, like after the fourth episode or something. And then I, towards the end was like, well, we both were at the end thinking we have to watch this. We have to finish this. Oh yeah. Have to see what happens. But I probably dropped off, like, wasn't too into it anymore, like, second or third to last episode in. Um, but, yeah, like, that was going to be the movie I was going to talk about. And the movie I'm going to talk about later has, like, a, a seemingly far less interesting plot, but it was such a better show. Hmm. Yeah. I'm curious. Um, and that's that's all for that one. That's my light touch on that one. Dude, I'm glad you brought that up because I completely forgot that existed. But I remember seeing a couple of previews for it, um, especially when you said Nick Offerman. I remember seeing him in a commercial and I was like, oh, my gosh, like it's going to be good because Nick Offerman is amazing. God damn, he was great. And like side quick side tangent, he made this crazy ass company because he's uh his wife and daughter were in a horrific car accident and they died so that his super brain went immediately to trying to find a way to like bring them back. Mm -hmm. And uh, this and like 
he would use this thing to like see his daughter in like live time playing with her toys in her room and stuff. Oh. Um, and then the end gets really bonkers, really really bonkers. Dang. Uh, yeah, man. So like, I wanted I want to tell you and others to watch it, but like, I don't know. I don't know if it was if it's worth it. There's, I mean, maybe right now while we have like unlimited time at home is the time to watch it. But like, if it were normal times and you have like a limited time and you have to watch only the best shit, I wouldn't watch it. But maybe now is the time to watch it. So it's funny you bring that up. Like, a theme I was thinking of is, like, for a future episode, shows that we think have potential but are, like, afraid to watch. Yeah. You know, like, you see something and you're like, I think that would be cool, but, like, I'm afraid to give it my time because I'm half half of me thinks it's going to suck. I have, like, a fat list of shows like that. The first one that came to mind, like, I really felt like watching Sons of Anarchy again. And I was like, you know what? They came out with, like, a secondary show, The Mayans. Like a spin-off. Um, like well, a spin-off. Were Sons, weren't they? Huh? Because The Mayans were in Sons, weren't they? Yeah, The Mayans were, like, a huge part of Sons of Anarchy. And oh, they yeah. came up with a spinoff show, and I was like, that has potential, but I don't know if it's going to be good, you know? Like, it could just suck. And you're like, I don't want to spend my time on that when I can watch this thing that I know is going to be dope. Exactly. So it might be a good future episode. I like that theme a lot. I like that theme an awful lot. And I feel like our friend group finds a lot of uh, hidden gems that way. Yes. Agreed. So tell me about this fucking movie. Dude. Lord, oh Lord. I'm so excited about this. I'm very pumped as well. I've seen it twice now. So I'm ready oh. to chat about it. So my, it's, I guess it's binge worthy, but um, it's not a show. It's a movie called Extraction on Netflix. Uh, it is a Netflix original starring the one and only Chris Hemsworth, Thor. Uh, and it's really, what's really weird to me is that something this big, like, had no marketing, at least to me. I didn't know it existed until it was available. And here's another weird thing about Netflix, like, I'll go on Netflix and it'll, you know, based on whatever algorithm they have, it'll be like, hey, you're going to dig this. And it'll be right there. Dude, I watched it. And then it was gone. Like, it didn't come up for me anymore. And I was looking what? for it. I was looking around on Netflix and it, like, wasn't there. And I had to go search for it. Like, you know, like, there's a bunch of different rows on Netflix of, like, popular and continue watching and, you know, watch it again. And, like, there's a bunch of stuff that it should just pop up for me for. If I scroll a little bit, it wasn't anywhere. What I was the like, hell? this Why is that? so weird. It was everywhere. And then I watched it and it's like, Oh, you're good. You don't have to watch this anymore. Watch something else. I thought that was very interesting. Um, but dude, the movie itself. Oh my God. I'm amazed they didn't do any marketing for it. And I hope, I hope it does them really well. Yeah. God, I feel like it had no press. It's exactly my kind of movie. It's exactly what I wanted to watch. And I, the reason I watched it twice is because I was 
just you know the following day or two later i was like damn i'm really in the mood for something like that Mm, i'm just gonna watch that again because it's free and i have it so what it's about is chris hemsworth is basically just a badass like we don't really have any indication of his background uh but it has a really strong vibe of like jason bourne type like jason bourne slash james bond feel where he what is obviously ex-military and is seemingly like a mercenary now like kind of retired slash takes every you know the occasional odd job so we love those types (laughs) i love it dude it's so good so they do and they okay so they pull kind of a john wick as well it's like jason Bourne meets john wick that's what's happening here they kill his dog no but you know in the beginning of, of john wick one we start off with john wick all fucked up and he's like about to die and then we rewind like 72 hours yes so that's exactly how this starts. Like Uh-oh. Chris Hemsworth, okay. we see him in a situation and he is not doing so well. He is he's in <laughs> rough shape. And it plays for like, I don't know, two minutes, and then it cuts off and it's like a few days before. And we're like, okay, so we're about to see how how we got to the beginning. So he is apparently an alcoholic as a lot of like in movies veterinary or veterinarians <laughs> veterans are Maybe a lot of veterinarians are alcoholics in those movies a lot of shit <laughs> sewing up those cats you know so it's good handle it mr snuggles <laughs> I can't tell you how many snowballs I've seen come and go. <laughs> um, so he is basically just, you know, like an off day with some buddies and like they're on a hike or whatever the hell. And he comes back home and there's a woman waiting in his place. And it's like all the doors and windows are open. The place is kind of a mess. And we see he's not really keeping his shit together. And, like, the first thing he does is grab, like, a bottle of whiskey and pour himself a drink. And she's like, well, we, we've we got a huge job. Like, if you want it, you better come sober. But it's a huge job. Um, there's an extraction that we need to do. Uh, a little kid has been kidnapped. And we need you to, to help. And he's like, I'll do it. Whatever. So the there's there's a there's a lot of things i want to ta- touch on on this movie because it's really the movie itself is really well done like really cool shots really cool moments and i one of the things i really like about movies like this where it's like military-esque slash like global reaching stuff is when they have like multiple languages going on yeah and so like chris hemsworth character is in australia so he's like living in Australia, doing Australian things. And this kid is kidnapped in India. And it gets so it gets so sick. So while Chris Hemsworth is like being retired, we get to see like a day in the life of this like 13 year old kid. And 
apparently he's some kind of crime lord's son. But it's just him and his 13-year-old friends, like, looking at girls and, like, playing video games and just being kids, you know? It's so funny. And I love hearing, like, the different languages and when people, like, really dive in and get a huge cast of people that are all, like, you know, whether it's Japanese or Indian or Mexican or whatever. And it's, like, they, they throw that language in there and they get talented actors from this area. Amazing. Yeah. So anyways, so this dude, uh, this kid is very highly protected. And in the middle of the night, he texts his friends, hey, this dude went to sleep, so I'll meet you at the club in 30. So he goes and meets his friends at the club, which is hilarious because they're all like 12 years old. (laughs) And they go to this club and it's like a bunch of other 13 year olds and they're all like playing pool and drinking like smoothies. And it's like, what the hell? I wonder if this is a real thing. Like, it's the middle of the night, and there's a place like this for children. Like, it's absolutely for children. So I was very pumped about that. It was definitely a place we would hang out, where there was arcade games, (laughs) tables, uh, video games, like TVs. It was just, it was this cool place. It was called The Public. I'm like, oh, I like that. Wow, that does sound sweet. Yeah, sounds like it exists in Oakland. So... (laughs) Anyway, this kid gets abducted while he's at the club, while he's trying to be a little uh, cool kid and, like, hang out with his friends after hours. Like, he knows he's not supposed to go anywhere. Yeah. Definitely gets abducted by a rival, like, drug lord. And the way we are introduced to this drug lord is so rough, dude. Like, dude gets abducted. It's fine. We then zoom to, like, the boss man, the reason this kid is abducted. Yeah. He's sitting on the roof just chilling, watching this group of kids, and they're getting yelled at by, like, one of his minions. And all of a sudden, this dude grabs probably, like, an eight-year-old kid and throws him off the roof, murdering this kid. And then he's like, does anybody else want to remember what happened? And, like, nobody really knows. And we find out that, like, they're trying to figure out who stole money from the drug lord. Because apparently they all work for him. So he's got a bunch of child soldiers. And somebody took, you know, took from the till. And they're just going to throw children off the roof until they find out who did it. Holy shit. It's so rough. But it was really good. It, like, lets you know how bad the bad guy is. So bad. Damn. Um, So the real premise of this movie is actually genius. And I kind of love and hate it at the same time. (laughs) So... The little kid gets kidnapped, and his father is in jail. So his caretaker dude, the guy like his father tasked with keeping track of him, he goes to prison to to talk to the dad. So the crime lord guy is in jail. Yeah, the crime lord guy is in jail. And oh. it's basically because they're rival drug lords or whatever. So the kid's caretaker goes to visit the dad and explain like what's going on. And the dad is like, if you want your kid to see his next birthday, you better get mine back. And this guy's like, oh, shit. Like, what am I going to do about this? So he goes home to his wife and he's like, hey, I have a plan um, because we do not have enough money to cover this. But there's a there's a guy that does stuff like this. So I have an idea. So that's when we get introduced to Chris Hemsworth is they get the call to do this extraction. 
and he gets on board. So they go in country and it's this badass like scene of him going in there, him getting kidnapped basically as part of the like retrieval process. So he like sets a meet with these guys. They go to to get him. He like gets kidnapped and taken into the room where the kid is. And then he John Wicks his way out. Like <laughs> the fight scenes, dude, are so well choreographed and so well shot. It is absolutely fantastic. And it was so good. It was like the raid where there were moments where he like hits people and does certain things. And I audibly was like, oh, and like Fal was on her phone and looking up and she was like, oh, no. And like covering her <laughs> eyes, like brutal, like like smashing things into dudes jaws and like snapping necks and just it's brutal and it's fantastic so he gets the kid and they're on their way out and they i won't spoil all these sick ass fights because they're great but he gets to actually do you care about spoilers because i don't want to i'm gonna watch no matter what you have to watch it you're gonna love it but they basically he gets to the rally point and he has a team with him like he's not the only guy doing this so there's like they're not with him with him, but they're like support. So he's got like a sniper a ways away and he's got people on radios looking at satellites and stuff. And they're like, Hey, wait, there's someone else out there. Like we're picking something up on the satellite. There's someone else. And his team starts getting picked off. And what we find out is that the, the kids caretaker hired this team to do the hard work and then was killing them off so that he could get the kid back so his family wouldn't die. Oh, shit. So it gets really good, and him and Chris Hemsworth have some great fights, dude. Like, I love this actor. I don't know who he is, but he's amazing. <laughs> he's he's a badass, and, like, I started to root for him. Even though he was the bad guy for a hot minute, I was like, damn, yeah. like, really cool. <laughs> <laughs> um. And un unexpected, completely unknown, but David Harbour is in this movie um, for a little bit. Um, Stranger Things, Hopper. Oh, what the hell? Really? He's in this movie for a little bit. sick. It gets really cool. Um, And ultimately, Chris Hemsworth has some ghosts that I I won't tell you about, so you can enjoy that part of the movie. But because of these little skeletons in his closet he will not abandon this kid like at all so his team is like you're a little bit fucked here you have to get out you have to go four kilometers and you can't do it with some random untrained kid like you have to you have to do this and he's like um i don't really care i'm gonna i'm gonna keep this kid safe so whatever that makes it better because it's like personal yeah so they end up teaming up with the original bad guy the guy that hired them um because the drug lord that kidnapped the kid in the first place basically turned everybody in the whole like city against them and he's like all my child soldiers everybody there's a bounty on his head and so like everywhere they go everybody is after them dude wow it's real good it's a really good movie Everything about it was good. The action was good. The story was good. The cinematography was good. I don't even remember music. Like, I was so distracted by what was happening. Like, I don't even remember hearing music. I I can't say anything bad about it. It was, it was all good. 
Oh my god, I can't wait to watch this shit. Did you hear about it, or were you reminded about it from McCoy? Because I was. I was reminded about it from McCoy. I had seen it on Netflix, and it was one of those things where I saw it, the little picture caught my attention, and I didn't even give it a second thought, and I was like, whatever, I'm, I came to Netflix to watch something else. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of this thing like, oh, I should look at that later. And then it, McCoy brought it up, and I was like, wow, that's weird. I've never heard of that. And then when I looked it up, I'm like, oh, that's that thing I wanted to watch. That thing. So, yes, I, I do have to thank McCoy for that. Because when he says, this is the action movie we need right now, like that catches my attention. That speaks to me personally. I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm in. Because he knows what I like. He knows my soul when it comes to action movies. So he's like, this is the action movie we all need. I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch that. Dude, absolutely. Oh, fuck me. I can't wait to watch that. Yeah, man. It's it's worth is, it. Is I there... want to watch it again. It's one of those movies like John Wick Super. where I think I can watch it a bunch of times because it's just, it's just good. And these fight scenes, dude, so well done. Do you like, think there's potential for a sequel? I can tell you there is. I don't know if there's going to be a sequel, but there's definitely potential for a sequel. Um, they they teed it up pretty well for a sequel. Oh, fuck me. I hope they do it. God damn it. Yeah. Or it would be really cool if there was maybe a prequel. I can't really tell you anymore, but Interesting. after you watch it, we'll discuss very interesting i as you were talking i pulled it up on netflix and downloaded it so i could watch it like tonight tomorrow oh yeah you're gonna love it yes you better watch out if you watch it in while katie's sleeping because you will like flinch or audibly go ooh in some of these fights <laughs> i'm telling you right now there are just some moments when you're like oh like so satisfying and like unexpectedly violent yes <laughs> yes Dude, there, that might be one I can't watch while Katie's sleeping. I have, like, a couple shows or movies I, I cannot watch when I'm in bed with Katie. Like, one of them is Kim's Convenience, because I will laugh out loud <laughs> at the shit that happens. So I cannot watch that in bed. Um, oh, God, I'm so excited now. So, yeah. And you've already watched it twice, and you'd watch it a third time, so... You would highly recommend this to people. Absolutely. Again, it's like, I I might not be able to recommend it to everybody because it definitely is like a John Wick, The Raid type movie where like you, you're watching it because you want to watch an action movie. Like, that's it, mm-hmm. you know? It was really well done. It's a lot of fun, but... I can't, like, if someone's like, I really want to watch, like, a really deep story. Like, I'm not going to recommend this right. movie. Right. Even though the story's good, it's it's just an action movie. It's, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, just, I like shit like that because it's, like, so satisfying and it's very easy to watch. You know? You don't have to, like, 
focus super hard or like it doesn't feel like you're drained after watching a movie like that you just feel better oh yeah you should you yeah you just feel like pumped up like now i feel like i need to do push-ups <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotta go to australia get recruited dude there's a really good quote in the movie and i'm gonna mess it up i don't remember what it was exactly but it was like um you don't drown by jumping in the river you drown by succumbing to it and like that comes into play in the movie but i remember hearing that and i was like whoa that's awesome like i really like that sir it has you know repercussions in the movie but i just like that quote a lot wow that's pretty hot watch it quick question does he play an australian or an american in australia he is australian for sure cool so he kind of he's australian in real life right yes yeah so he himself for once he didn't act I, like thor yeah i think so i think it was his actual speaking voice That's um cool. i like that and i like yeah there wasn't really any americans in this movie i don't think um so it was him there was a girl i'm pretty sure is british there was a bunch of indian people um like that's it. I don't think there was any American people in it. Hey, I like that. Yeah, it was nice. It was a cool change, you know, like yeah. something that doesn't revolve around the United States. Like other yeah. stuff is happening that's like unaffiliated with us. I and this was also a great action movie in that it wasn't like a world-ending thing. Like the mission was to save a drug lord's kid because the job paid well. It wasn't like the right thing to do. <laughs> it's right, like, right. <laughs> these guys are willing to pay a ton of money, so we're going to go grab this kid. Yeah. God, I do like that. Um, wow. Well, up, dude. I feel like I feel like my show in comparison isn't as exciting, but that's okay. But Jesus, it was such a good show, man. On Netflix, Hollywood. Have you heard of that? No, not at all. I, I feel like it just came out because the second that Katie and I saw it, um, we're like, oh, that sounds interesting. Let's check it out. And I thought for a minute that Katie and I wouldn't be watching it together at all or, or I would just be watching it alone because it is like very the, – the art style is very like quirky and lighthearted and there's like – a lot of like there's a, a so much sex and so much like ridiculousness in it um and there's like an equal amount of no-name actors as there are like big name actors it's strange so like there's like a like your main cast is is kind of no-namers right but then you expand it a little bit and there are a fucking boatload of people that are that you would recognize like, I think the one of the bigger ones is, like, Jim Parsons, who plays Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. Yep. He's in it. Um, Queen Latifah's in it. Um, you know Rob Reiner? Um, I name. The dad in Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, yep. He's in it. Um, and, like, you just recognize all these people from all over the goddamn place. Um, just in all these different types of roles. Oh, uh, for one... Hot second, fucking um, what's his name from Lord of the Rings? The dude that plays like Pippin, Billy Boyd. 
Oh my gosh. That was that was mind blowing. That was really <laughs> crazy. Oh, dude, and uh, you know the kids from Knocked Up or from um maybe not Knocked Up, but what's the other one? The one where he's married. Uh but I guess but they are in Knocked Up. Those two what? little the two little girls had knocked up. Like the kids of the sister. I don't remember them that well. Oh, but like they're in tons of those movies, those little girls, but they're old enough now that like one of them could be in a relationship with a dude and be pregnant, which is crazy to me. What? Yeah, I remember seeing her like watching those movies in high school and seeing like a little ass kid. So that was nuts. Yeah. And I realized at that moment I was a movie savant. I was like, Katie, that 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 woman right there, she was a little girl and knocked up. <laughs> she looked it up she's like you're fucking right um but so like what this movie or the show is about is like a group of people and when the fuck is it i think it's like the the 20s or 30s and everybody is plays a different piece of this mechanism in hollywood and you have a guy, you have, like, two guys trying to be, like, actors, like, trying to break into the scene. You start off thinking that, like, the main, the first guy you see is going to be the main actor, but then it kind of spans off, and then everybody's kind of, like, plays their part. Um, and everybody is doing their own kind of side story. Like, there's one guy who realized he knocked up his wife, and she's going to have twins, and he's like, I am fucked. I need to, I, I'm going to be in <laughs> It's oh my god, it was so funny. He was gonna he wants to be an actor so bad and he can't get any work, so he's broke. And he has two kids on the way, so he's like kind of screwed. So he needs a role. And then there's a guy, this god, tough fucking time to be alive as a black gay dude. This oh. dude Yeah, he's a, a writer and he's like, I'm black and gay. But I'm amazing. I'm an amazing writer, and my shit will never be up there. But I'm gonna keep fighting for it. So you have his story. You have a a black woman who wants to be in a main role, and that has never happened. Um, and you have uh, just all these different players, and all of them kind of fall together to make this new super progressive movie that fucking everybody's against. Like everybody in the whole world is not down for. Um, and it means so much more to everybody because like all their fucking lives are riding on it. Like whether they can feed their family, whether they are a success or not in Hollywood, uh, some of them like for his name's Arnie or, uh, Artie in the show, our, our black author, um, he like will be the first person to ever do this. And so he represents so goddamn much. Yeah. Like, it, and it's so important for him to do that. Um, so it's like this really great, and there's all these really insane scenarios that brings everybody together. And like, you realize that Hollywood is super political and an entirely in every corner, there's illegal shit happening left and right. Like the way our, our kind of main dude gets by in the beginning is he, this is like how he gets into the, into the circle. So he's trying to make money and he goes to this bar and there's this dude staring at him at the bar every time he goes. And he's like, mister, can I help you? And this guy's like, I think, you know what? I have a, I have a, 
gas station has a different type of business model. I only hire good looking people. I think you'd be a good fit there. I'll pay you well. Um, and he's like, no, I'm trying to be an actor. He's like, well, I used to try to be an actor and I know that you have to have a side gig. My side gig turned into my full-time gig because it's hard. So maybe you need a side gig before you become one. And he gets to this gas station and finds out it's like a male escort place. Oh, no. So the people, so like a lot of women will pull up, and men, a lot of men will pull up and be like, I want to go to Dreamland, please. And then people will go hook up with them and make a fuckload of money. And um, he ends up hooking up with one of the wives of the studio exec. Oh, no. And it, it well, it works out great for him because he's taught, like, they have some, like, pillow talk after they're done hooking up. And he's like, I'm just, because they're, like, really close. And she comes back and requests him over and over. And he's like, I'm just struggling. Sorry to be an actor. Like, I want to be able to quit doing this shit so I can support my wife in a legitimate way. And she's like, honey, my husband is the movie industry. Like, <laughs> I can get you in. Um, so it's like all these cool ass fucking characters in their own right getting into this movie, into Hollywood, and then getting into this movie and then becoming fucking bros. And they're all like best friends slash a family trying to make sure this movie moves along and there's some like seriously sinister and dark fucked up shit like the sheldon the dude who plays sheldon from big bang theory he plays someone so terrible it's crazy like awful dude that actually makes me really happy like you're an actor and you land in a show that has like a hundred million seasons like, you're kind of set for life at that point. Yeah. Like, you're cool. Like, all the people from Friends, they didn't have to do anything else but Friends. Like, a lot of them did go on and do other stuff, but they didn't have to do anything else. Yeah. Oh, wait. Can you hear me? So, it was at this moment that we realized we had some technical difficulties. Um, apparently, Sterling was able to hear me, but I was not able to hear Sterling. But, for whatever reason... The Skype recording feature was able to record both of our voices. So once we ended that call, hung up, and reconnected, uh, we were able to finish the episode, which you're about to listen to. But I did leave the recording of us trying to figure it out at the end of this episode for you to enjoy. Thank you so much, and uh, back we go. Boom. Are we back? We are back. Oh, boy. That was terrible. Wow, that was so bad. We're not going to let a little thing like that stop us, right? Yeah, that was bullshit. But we're here. So once we get the audio um, and download it and listen to it, we'll be able to know exactly what we missed. Um, <laughs> but until then, we're super sorry about that. So I know you were in the middle of talking about Hollywood. Um, I guess the point I was just trying to make is that uh well towards the end of the show we katie and i liked it and then it was it was honestly like the reverse of devs now that i'm thinking about it it was like cool whatever in the beginning and then like the, on the third on the on the end of the third episode katie and i look at each other and we're like wait a minute is this show fucking amazing and and we're both like yeah and then the last episode dude was cr just mind-blowing we were like 
squeezing each other's hands watching shit go down. What? Yeah, it was fucking amazing. Katie cried and like had we had like goosebumps and we're just like cheering and screaming and shit. Like we got so into it. Wow. It was fucking really good. And I think the, I think it'd be foolish not to make a second season. And it seems like the last episode brings you into the second season a little bit. That was I was going to ask, is it a closed loop thing or not? Like No, so they spoilers they do a a like flash forward they do a year later and it so i think it shows like the first like 20 minutes of the second the first episode of the second season oh what like like, you know what the second season is going to be about oh that's awesome really like that it damn dude it was fucking great like and it was so easy to watch it was like six or seven episodes and super lighthearted, very um it wasn't very complicated um just super easy to watch i kind of want to watch it again it was fucking great hmm i'm gonna have to give it a try i haven't seen it come up though damn damn it was good it was real good man you should try it with foul i bet you guys will both like it i will i'll give i'll see what she thinks about it give it she's i'll even i'll see if she'll even give it a chance (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Give it the old college try. Um, nice. Well, so. that little technical hiccup really took the wind out of my sails, man. That sucks. <laughs> Me too, dude. But that's okay. So, did you have anything else you wanted to to check in on, chat about? No, I don't think so. But I really like your idea of a theme to like find shows that we would would not normally watch but want to i think that's yeah like stuff that we think might have potential but we have not wasted our time on yet yeah it's like let us vet that for you audience while we're in shelter in place i like that that'll be next week yeah okay and i'm gonna forget in two days so we'll talk about it so we'll really only do the first episode of whatever show we're talking about (laughs) classic us oh you (laughs) all right dude well let's let's wrap this wrap this bad boy up um i'm so scared that it's gonna cut out again i know wait wait, wait. before we cheers uh if you want to recommend something or tell us that our idea for next episode is dumb or great whatever let us know uh email us at aswspodcast at gmail.com um find us on social media uh facebook instagram twitter at aws podcast and we have a phone number sterling what is that that is 415-488-5031 415-488-5031 shoot us a text or call hell Anytime. yeah and with that cheers cheers Ooh, yours was way better i know i hit that just right <laughs> All right. Bye. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, I can't hear you. What the hell? Dude, a second ago I couldn't hear you. What's happening here?
Uh-oh. Oh, God. I can't hear you anymore. Oh, no. A second ago, I couldn't hear you. Are you there? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Sterling. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait. <sighs> this is going to be really fun. Hold on. You just sit. You, you just sit tight right there. Can you hear me now? Okay. Can you hear me now? Oh, oh my God! Why can't I hear you, this dude? Guy. What in what in the hell is this? Oh God! Can you hear me now? Oh no, Sterling! Don't leave! Don't freak Can out! Can you hear me now? I feel like people might be able to Wait. hear me from my end. Hold on. There's a thing here that says speaker muted, but I can't unmute it. Stop muting me. I can't hear you. Are you... I'm not muting you. Are you muted? No. Oh my gosh. It shows up like I'm talking. Uh, Is something changing when I click? Nod your head. No? Nothing. Wow. Audio and video settings. Let's try this. Thanks. Uh, Speak. I'm talking, 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 talking. Hello. Hello. Wow, bro. I don't, I don't know what to do here. This is crazy that you can hear me and I, and I can't hear you. Okay. Well, I'm gonna end this really fast and we're gonna pick up in, in just a second. <laughs>